The time for empty talk is the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk, WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John. Good afternoon. There's Frank. Hi, Katie O'Brien. Good afternoon, everybody on Facebook. By the way, uh, it's John DePietro. Folks, have you noticed, boy, the Facebook page is on fire these days. I can't get over it. It is, uh, you know, as someone obviously engaged in social media quite a bit, uh, but it is, even I am astounded. And uh, I, I received it on Facebook, and I did receive a, a notice from Facebook basically saying that they were, they send you like little notes from time to time and saying, boy, the activity on your page has been incredible. Do you know, just in the last week alone, Hi there, Susie. In the last seven days, this is actually even funny as I think of it. We've had 300 new people on the, that have um, clicked on with the really incredible. I mean, it's far more than anyone else locally, obviously. That's not saying a lot. I mean, right? Who's the competition? Cackle and look, at it just went up even again. 15,275. It was, it was under 15,000 about 10 days ago. So in one week alone, just, you know, it's all on content, folks. It's sharing. It's all on content. I mean, it is just, uh, it's things, of course, acquitted, front page of the Providence Journal. There's, of course, uh, people commenting of a certain member of the media that said Trump was done and he's not. We're standing by President Trump any moment. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, here's what we're going to do. Um, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Tim Dodd, our legal expert, is going to join us at 1. Tim Dodd's going to join us at 1. But President Trump is set to speak. He is going to address, and obviously we want to carry it and hear it. So, but this portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, let's just say, for whatever reason, one of your appliances is not working. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it's a, maybe your oven or your clothes washer. You having problems with that? Maybe your dryer or your refrigerator or your washing machine, whatever it may be, dishwasher. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Ryan comes right in. If your appliance is dying, guess what? Call Ryan. 401-710-7096-401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliance, seniors, senior citizens, discounts available, Saturday appointments are available, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Again, congratulations to our winners for the PPAC tickets through Fiddler on the Roof. It's playing next week. Good morning, Captain Chris. Uh, next week at the PPAC is uh, Fiddler on the Roof. It's a great show. It's an updated version of the show. It's touring. For tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof, call the PPAC or Twin Arts or log on at ppacri.org. So we are awaiting. President Trump is soon to address the nation. He was acquitted yesterday. This whole thing was a joke. By the way, as you can imagine, I mean, this is um, a, a if you want to call in, I, I just want to warn you, if you'd like to call in, phone lines are open. 766-1380. I, I want to thank everyone, though, Oak Live, and, uh, and it just rockets, and people, of course, love. I want to thank uh, our friend Frank Ritchie for this Trump, beautiful Trump sign. And then um, also, remember, Bory Graphics, you can get those original Rhode Island magnets, one mile from Warwick Mall. Go to the website, dipetro.com. A couple things, folks. Visit the website, dipetro.com. If you ever miss any part of the show, you can then listen to it. And I received a nice notice from the people that host our podcasting, and they want to Lift it and put it onto the platforms. It's rocketing so high. So very, very enthusiastic about that. And I also want to encourage people, if you would like to advertise on the show, we have two openings right now. Those of you who listen, uh, notice, we have all of the same advertisers, and they're loyal, and they stay, and it's because it works. So we'd love your support. Become a sponsor of the radio show. It's very affordable. Think about it. People are not reading the newspaper. Uh, people are not watching television as much, but people are listening. So if you have a small business owner, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. You'll see the uh, dashboard we call at the top. And one of the things is contact John. Another thing is advertise on the show. And you just click on that, and then we'll have someone uh, get back to you immediately. But, um, you know, I, I appreciate everyone, and people are so great. You have the best show and everything else. But, uh, folks, listen, you know, we obviously need sponsors to keep it going. And we and when we have openings, I like to fill them as quickly as possible. So if you're a business owner and you, you know, say, I want to support, I mean, right, support the shows that, 
that you want that stand for you? Who who would who in their right mind would spend money and support Pork Boy? No one. So, but thank you to everybody. Seven six six thirteen eight. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. He's so terrific. Uh, while we're waiting for uh, President Trump, folks, I also want to remind you now we have another cold spell of weather coming, and um, that's why it's so important to call Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil. Let them be your oil provider. Henry Oil. Call them today. Four zero one. 5210200 Henry Oil 401 5210200 serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass online at henryoil.com full service fuel company fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery 24 hour burner service for contracted regular customers oil burner service and installation automatic delivery budget plans uh, lock and cap pricing call Henry Oil 0200 5210200 for Henry Oil so we are standing by for President Trump, he is about to come out and uh, speak and address the nation. And the whole impeachment thing is finally over. Folks, think about this. The president has been in office since January of 17. an investigation. There's no impeachment. All he has to do now is he can finally govern. And his chances for re-election are now up to 60%. High noon speech, triumphant Trump. I don't blame him. He should feel good. Um, he ruled till you die. I don't know what to understand. All I, when I see Bed Midler a headline, I think of that uh, episode of Seinfeld. He will rule you until he dies. You die or both. Bed Midler, Trump meltdown. What does that even mean? Um, let's see. Uh, it's turbulence. Kobe Bryant. Oh, boy. Um, oh, I want to see that. Snoop Dogg unleashes on CBS turbulence with Kobe Bryant rape question. It, as far as Mitt Romney, I, I you know, Governor Romney, but, uh, uh, Senator Romney, excuse me, it, it's a mistake. It's a mistake what he's doing. He's not going to be president. Hi there, Michael. President Trump won. President Trump, as a matter of fact, one of the people that kind of motivated Donald Trump, because in 2012, he endorsed Mitt Romney, gave him money, and he basically said, you know, I could do what this guy is doing, and I think I could even do it better. After Mitt Romney ran in 2012 and lost, right after that, Gail King Furious with CBS for a viral interview clip about Kobe Bryant rape case, uh, about her rape trial. She vented on a video before going on here Thursday. Hmm. Maybe I'll play that. Um. But after meeting with Romney, President Trump basically said, I, I can do this. I can do it better than this guy. And he said, if, if Romney, if that's the best they can come up with. And he was looking at the field and he looked at Jeb Bush and he looked and he looked at Marco Rubio and said, if that's the best the field can do, I can do better than that. And you know what? He was right. He was 100 percent right. And Senator Romney will never get over it. He will never get over it. Think of the in 2012, Mitt Romney at the time. Good, good afternoon, Ann. There's Dr. Lisa. Romney spent 50 million of his own money, and he lost because I they didn't. And, and and it's very difficult. That would have been, it's very difficult to take out an incumbent president. Never mind it was someone like President Obama. But Romney chose to run. He could have waited till 16 and then tried his chances with everyone else. But he was the nominee. But you can't knock someone. When, when, I, when there's someone on the side watching and say, I can do that and do it better. Because I think another good example of that is you're seeing it right now with Governor Raimondo. Governor Raimondo is watching Congressman David Cicilline on television all the time. And Governor Gina Raimondo is highly competitive, ruthlessly competitive. She always has been. And as she watches Cicilline on MSNBC and CNN and Fox, do you know what Gina Raimondo said? I can do better than that. There's no higher than him. And that's why she jumps in Bloomberg. She wants to be national co-chair. She negotiated that she will get TV time to go on the air to talk about New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg. Now, folks, good afternoon. It's 1216. We're standing by for President Trump is going to address the nation. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Heating and cold. Cooling today. And we are going to carry the president. I want to hear this myself. President Trump to address the nation after his acquittal vote. Uh, but call Propane Plus today. 
Propane Plus, heating and cooling, underground tanks, full service, automatic delivery, extensive selection of tanks, satellite tank monitoring, locked in rates through the Plus plan, discounts for builders, installation and service for heaters, generators, water heaters, pool heaters, fireplaces, boilers and furnaces. It's Propane Plus. Call them today, 885-4209, 885-4209. Tim Johnson, his family, they've been in the business a long time. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Again, we are standing by. How about the Boston Globe has a uh, piece this morning by Beth Tiedle. She's one of those um, columnists trying to find her way in Pelosi's rip speech, a victory for the little guy. Wasn't it uh, dramatic tearing it up for sure? Is it depressing to see the president behaving? Of course. Aren't these things bleak for the Democrats? Yes, but all these people in and around Boston, I am woman, hear me tear. That is absolutely pathetic. Even the Providence Journal has an editorial regarding tearing apart our traditions and talked about the behavior of Pelosi tearing up the speech. And she was unapologetic when she addressed the media, when she addressed the media uh, just a short time touch on you know they they just it's 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 non-stop of going after the president but there it was yesterday and romney ah the president is guilty appalling abuse of public trust you know what is also so dis- disingenuous compared to who you know that's what these people don't get when you talk about the clintons were selling access hi there kevin selling access and you just look at i mean cicilline is a criminal Nelly Gorbia is a criminal. Governor Raimondo, they stole the election. You know, they want to start lecturing us about right and wrong. We're going to have, they, they will never accept that he won the election, right? True or false? Never accept that he won the election. You know what else I want to touch on about this in Smithfield? Girl 9 leave school is found. In what Smith, uh, Smithfield school superintendent said it was a bad decision. Probably spontaneous. A nine-year-old fourth grader walked away from a playground Wednesday, triggering an all-out emergency response. Found the girl with help from canine dogs, all-terrain vehicles, a drone, and people that live near the school. Uh, we are awaiting uh, President Trump, folks. He's going to come and uh, speak. And uh, I'm monitoring it, and we're going to bring it to you. But my point is, the girl told her friend she was leaving, walked off the playground at 1 o'clock. And um, adding the student's friends then told adults in the building. The only thing I want to mention about that is, you know, all of this talk that you hear these people saying, and they're putting children in cages. This business of children in cages, the whole thing of the cages were you have these kids coming over the border. They don't speak English. We don't even know who they are, where they're from. And at night, they would have them sleep so they could monitor them to then make sure they would not wander off the way this nine-year-old did. So, now it was just at night, and you could see through. We're sitting by. This is President Trump. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. We're going to carry this. President Trump right now set to address the nation. Uh, It's uh, 1220. And here is the President of the United States. We start with Hail to the Chief. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Wow. 
and uh, we probably deserve that hand for all of us because uh, it's been a very unfair situation. Uh, I invited some of our very good friends and we have limited room, but everybody wanted to come. We kept it down to a minimum and believe it or not, this is a minimum. Uh, but a tremendous thing was done over the last, but over the last number of years. We had the witch hunt. It started from the day we came down the elevator, myself and our future first lady who's with us right now. Thank you, Melania. And it never really stopped. Uh, we've been going through this now for over three years. Uh, it was evil. It was corrupt. It was dirty cops. Uh, it was leakers and liars. Ever happened to another president, ever. I don't know that other presidents would have been able to take it. Some people said no, they wouldn't have. But I can tell you, at a minimum, uh, you have to focus on this because it can get away very quickly, no matter who you have with you, it can get away very quickly. It was a disgrace. Uh, James Comey, who was a disaster, by the way, uh, it's possible I wouldn't even be standing here right now. We caught him in the act. Dirty cops, bad people. If this happened to President Obama, a lot of people would have been in jail for a long time already. Many, many years, thanking some of, and I call them friends, because, you know, you develop friendships and relationships when you're in battle and war, much more so than, gee, let's have a normal situation. With all that we've gone through, we've done, I think, more than any president and administration. And really, I say, for the most part, women and Republican senators, we've done more than any administration in the first few years. You look at all of the things we've done. I watched uh, this morning as they tried to take credit for the stock market from, from, think of that. Let me tell you, if we didn't win, the stock market would have crashed. It was going up a lot before the election because it was looking like we had a good chance to win. And then it went up tremendously from the time we won the election till the time we took office. Uh, which was November 8th to January 20th. And that's our credit. That's all our credit. And leading up to that point was our credit because there was hope. And one much in the last few days is people think we're doing so well. They liked the State of the Union speech. It's a true honor to give it. Uh, making the State of the Union speech, I was with some people of the world, and one of them said, highly sophisticated person, said, you know, no matter where you go in the world, it doesn't make any difference. There is nothing like what I witnessed tonight. The beauty, the majesty of the chamber. of the United States, the power of the people in this room. I really like that anywhere in the world. You can go to any other country, you can go to any other location, any other place. It's the beauty of everything. It's what it represents and how it represents our country. I want to start by introducing some of the people that are here. I know some are going to be left out, but they work so hard. And this is really not a news conference. It's not a speech. We're sort of uh, it's a celebration because we have something that just worked out. I mean, it worked out. We went through hell unfairly, did nothing wrong, did nothing wrong. I've done things wrong in my life, I will admit. Not purposely, but I've done things wrong. But this is what the end...
take that home, honey, maybe we'll frame it. It's the only good headline I've ever had in the Washington Post. I tell you. But every paper is the same. Does anybody have those papers? Does anybody have them? Because they're really uh, like that, so I appreciate that. Uh, but some of the warriors, they're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is a political thing. And every time I say, this is unfair, let's go to court. They say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> we then went through the Mueller report. And they should have come back one day later. They didn't. They came back two years later after lives were ruined, after people went bankrupt, after people lost all their money. People came to Washington to help. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I say. They came, one or two or three people in particular, but many people. We had a rough campaign. It was nasty. It was one of the nastiest, they say. They say, Andrew Jackson was always the nastiest campaign. Uh, they actually said, we topped it. It was a nasty. It was a nasty, both in the primaries and then, but you see, we thought after the election it would stop, but it didn't stop. It just started. And oh, tremendous corruption. Tremendous corruption. So we had a campaign. Little did we know we were running against some very, very bad and evil people with fake dossiers, with all of these horrible, these dossiers and did bad things. They knew all about it. The FISA courts should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, it's a, a very tough thing. And then we ended up winning on Russia, Russia, Russia. It should have taken the one day, as I said, and it took years. Then... Bob Mueller testified so well for the other side. <laughs> but they should have said that first week because it came out. Is that right, Jim Jordan? They knew in the first two days, actually. Devin, is that right? Two days. They knew that we were totally innocent. But they kept it going, Mark. They kept it going forever. Wanted to inflict political pain on somebody that had just won an election that to a lot of people was surprised. I mean, we had polls that said we were going to win. We had Los Angeles Times and a few, a few papers actually said it was that we were going to win, but it was going to be close. And uh, we did win. It was one of, they said, okay, he won. And, you know, I wrote this down because that was where a thing called the insurance policy. To me, when I saw the insurance policy... And that was done long before the election. That was done when they thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And by the way, Hillary Clinton and the DNC, millions, millions of dollars, the fake dossier. And now Christopher Steele admits that it's a fake because he got sued by rich people. I should have sued him too, but when you're president, People don't like suing. I want to thank my legal team, by the way, not for that advice, but for <laughs> other advice. Pat, Jay, Pat, you guys stand up. Please. Great job. Right at the beginning, they said, sir, you have nothing to worry about. I said, you don't understand. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. And that was really true. They made up facts. A corrupt politician named Adam Schiff made up my statement to the Ukrainian president. He brought it out of thin air. Just made it up. They say he's a screenwriter, a failed screenwriter. He tried to go to... Unfortunately, he went into politics after that. He said the statement, which is a mob statement. Don't call me. I'll call you. I didn't say that. Fortunately, for all of us here today and for our country, we had...
transcripts. We had transcribers, professional transcribers. Then they said, oh, well, maybe the transcription is, is not correct. But Lieutenant Colonel, brother, right? We had some people that really amazing. But we did everything. We said, what's wrong with it? Well, they didn't add this word or that. It didn't matter. I said, add it. They're probably wrong, but add it. So now everyone agrees that they were perfectly accurate. When you read those transcripts, Tim Scott, I don't know if Tim's here, but he said, Sir, he's the first one to call me. Read the transcript. You did nothing wrong. And Mitch, he stayed there right from the beginning. He never changed. And Mitch McConnell, I want to tell you, you did a fantastic job. This is President Trump live right now. Look at that. Mitch McConnell. Little party at the White House. Somebody said, you know, Mitch is quiet. I said, he's not quiet. He's not quiet. These are the people. He doesn't want people to know him. And they said, is Mitch smart? I said, but let's put it, there's a lot of very smart, bad in many cases, sometimes good, but people have been trying to take his place and to the best of my knowledge, I've never even heard the subject come up. Because they've been wiped out so fast. <laughs> this guy is great, and I appreciate it, Mitch. And he's also given us 191 federal judges, two Supreme Court judges, right? Up to 191. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. He's a tough guy to read. I'm good at reading people. Tough guy to read. I'd call him. My wife would say, how'd you do with Mitch? Uh, that's what makes him good, when you can read somebody. Fantastic job. And he understood right for this was crooked politics. This was crooked politics. How about all these people? They're running for office. They're saying the worst things about me, like eight senators on the Democrat side, at the 1% or less, most of them got less, they decided to go home. Let's go back to California. Let's go back to wherever they came from. Let's go back to New York. How about that one? Our New York Senator Gillibrand. Let's go back to New York after they get nothing. And then they take an oath that they will be fair, that they will be reasonable, you know, all of the different things that they had to sign. They're not fair, but here's the beauty. They're saying the most horrendous things about me. It's okay, it's politics. And then they're supposed to vote on me. They're trying to replace me. And then they're supposed to be voting. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's incredible. But so Mitch, I want to thank you very much. Incredible. And you have some of your folks here. And they're incredible people. Again, you're out of session, unfortunately. I didn't, you know, I only told these folks, let's do this today. We did a prayer breakfast this morning, and I thought that was really good. In fact, that was so good it might wipe this out. But by the end, by the time we finish this, we'll wipe that one out, those statements. <laughs> I had, uh, I had Nancy Pelosi sitting four seats. A lot of people wouldn't have said, but I meant them. <laughs> I met everywhere. But we have uh, some of the folks that are going to be leaving right after this, and they work hard, and they did work hard. Uh, Bill Cassidy, Senator. Stand up, Bill. What a guy. Great man. When I need to know about health and individual mandates, I call Bill, or I call Barrasso. We get those two guys, they know more than anybody. Uh, a man who just became a senator. He's a little bit like me. We have a couple of them. Very successful guy in business and he said, what the hell? I'll run for the Senate from Indiana on television, destroying his opponent in a debate. I said, you know, this guy could win and I got behind him. 
And Mike Braun, you have done some great job. Thank you very much. Tough. Tough. Thank you. A man who got James Comey to choke. And he was just, he's the roughest man. He's actually unbelievable, and I appreciate the letter you sent me today. I just got it. But he's got this voice that scares people. (laughs) You know, people from Iowa can be very tough. We're doing very well in Iowa. But I'll tell you, Chuck Grassley, he's looking at Comey. Well, you tell me, what did you say? when Comey, I think that was when Comey announced that he was leaking, (laughs) lying, and everything else, right? He choked because he never heard anybody talk like that. (laughs) You know, you should have gone, I wish you got angry. You could have gotten the whole ball game. He would have said, I give up. Chuck Grassley is an incredible... And a man who, uh, you know, he was running against a tough, smart campaigner. We learned out how good she was, right? She was a great campaigner. In fact, by the end of the campaign, she was actually, I thought she was more for me. I saw her ads. She was saying the greatest things about me. And you know who I'm talking about. And I went to a great place, Missouri, and I said, who do you have to beat her? And they said, well, we have four people. I said, let me see them. I got to interview people. Can you imagine? Senate? This is what I do. Where have I gone? But I love it. I love it because we're getting great people. The first one I met was Josh Hawley. After about 10 minutes, I said to the people, don't show me anybody else. This is the guy. He was the attorney general, did a phenomenal job in the state, highly respected. So the theory was you couldn't beat her. Great campaign. I remember the last campaign she was going to be taken. She was always going to be taken out and she wins. And people say, how did that happen? Didn't happen with him. But she got so friendly toward me. In fact, one of the ads I still have, I'm putting it in the archives as one of the best ads I've ever made. And she tried to convince me, but Josh ended up winning by five or six points. You were unbelievable. You were tough. And you are something. And one of the greatest supporters on the impeachment hoax was Josh Hawley. He was incensed, actually. I watched him. He was incensed at what they were doing and what they was saying and those were the ones you know i had some that said oh i wish you didn't make the call and that's okay it's incorrect it's totally incorrect and then you have some that used religion as a crutch they never used it before an article written today never heard him use it before but today you know it's one of those things but you know it's a failed presidential candidate so things can happen when you fail so badly. Josh Hawley, I want to thank you. You were right from the beginning. Man, did I make a good choice. Thank you, Jeff. Tremendous future. A man who is brilliant and who actually was deceived to an extent. Utah, where my poll numbers have gone through the roof, and one of the senators' poll numbers, and not this one, went down big. You saw that? You saw that, Mike? But Mike Lee is a brilliant guy. He's difficult. (laughs) Whenever I sign bills, you know, we do sign a lot of legislation that's everybody has to approve it. And I see 99 to 1. 99 to 1. I say, Don't tell me who's the one. (laughs) Is it Mike? Yes. (laughs) And he always has a good reason for it, too, by the way. But he is. He's incredible. And right at the beginning, very much, he's just fantastic. And say hello to the people of Utah and tell them, I'm sorry about Mitt Romney. I'm sorry. Okay? (laughs) 
We can say that Mike Lee is by far the most popular senator from the state. But you've done a fantastic job, Mike, in many ways. In many ways. Didn't know it all, but she's been so supportive. And I've had great support from other people in that state. And she's been so supportive. And she's been downright nasty and mean about the unfairness to the president. And Kelly Loeffler, I appreciate very much. Thank you. And we have, uh, I don't know if we have other senators here, but we got a hell of a lot of congressmen. I'll go over them quickly, but they have, they have also been, uh, you know, it helped when we won 197 to nothing. That's got to be a first, Kevin, right? Is that like a first? The Republicans have this image. See, I say demonstrations because they have lousy policy. Open borders, sanctuary cities, they have horrible policy. Who the hell can win? Oh, their new policy is raise taxes. They want to raise taxes. You know, all my life I wasn't in politics, but I'd say if you're a politician, you want to say we're going to lower taxes. They want to raise taxes. So they have open borders, sanctuary cities, raise everybody's taxes. Everybody's health care, 180 million people in the United States. And they're really happy. And we're going to give you a health care that's going to cost more money than the country could make in 30 years if it really does well. That's one year. So I've always said they're lousy politicians, but they do two things. They're vicious and mean. Vicious. These people are vicious. At a person. Nancy Pelosi is a horrible person. And she wanted to impeach a long time ago when she said... I pray for the president. I pray for the president. She pray. She may pray, but she prays for the opposite. <laughs> but I doubt she prays at all. And these are vicious people. But they do two things. They stick together. Historic. Trump they stick on the together like glue. That's how they impeached. Because they had whatever the number is, 220 people. So they don't lose anybody, they'll be able to impeach anybody. You could be George Washington. You could have just won the war and they say, let's get him out of office. And they stuck together and they'll probably come back for more, but maybe not because the Republican Party's poll numbers, Mitch, have now gone up more than any time, I think since 2004, 2005. And you know what happened then? But in normal times, decades, you would call it. That was a little unusual time. It was for uh, the Republicans' party, party's poll numbers. And Donald Trump's poll numbers are the highest I've ever had them. So maybe they will. It's no way to get your poll numbers up. It's not worth it. Because from my family standpoint, it's been very unfair from my family. It's been very unfair to the country. Think of it. A phone call. A very good phone call. This is a phone call where many people, I think Mike Pompeo was probably on the call. Where's Mike? Mike Pompeo was on the call. Uh, many people were on the call. I know that many people. They even have a apprentice. Bringing up an old favorite word of mine, the apprentice. They have apprentice. They have people on these calls. And... I know there are many, when I speak to the head of a nation, and they just, in the case of Ukraine, he's a new president, he seems like a very nice person, by the way. His whole thing was corruption. He's going to stop corruption. We even have a treaty, 2001, 1999. It's a treaty, signed treaty, that we will work together to root out corruption in Ukraine. I probably have a legal obligation to report corruption. But they don't think it's corrupt when a son that made no money, that got thrown out of the military, that had no money at all, is working for $3 million up front, $83,000 a month, and that's only Ukraine. Then goes to China, picks up $1.5 billion, then goes to many other countries. They think that's okay. Because if it is, is Ivanka in the audience? Is Ivanka? Boy, my kids could make a fortune. <laughs> they could make a fortune. It's corrupt. 
But it's not even that. It's just general corruption. And the other thing is mentioned in the call and something that I've told Mike Pence, our great vice president, on the trip, because he was over there. He never mentioned anything about this when you had your meeting. It's a terrible thing. But I told Mike, I said, Mike, we're giving them money. And, you know, you're always talking about that because we have our country to build. We have our cities to build and our roads to fix. But we're giving them money. Tell me. Why isn't France, why isn't United Kingdom paying money? Why aren't they paying money? Why are we paying the money? Is that a correct statement, Mike? I say, find out what the hell's going on. And I told that to all of my people, OMB. I said, I asked that question. How much is Germany paying? Why isn't Germany paying? Why is the United States always the sus? But that's turning around fast. But it makes it harder when stuff like this happens because you want to focus and you want to focus perfectly. Think what we could have done if the same energy was put into infrastructure, prescription drug prices. Think of what we could have done. And I'm now talking both sides. If we had the same genius, because it's genius, I will say it's genius on the other side. Maybe even more so, because they took nothing and brought me to a final vote of impeachment. That's a very ugly word to me. It's a very dark word, very ugly. They took nothing. They took a phone call that was a totally perfect call, because it was. And they brought me to the final stages of impeachment. But now we have that gorgeous word. I never thought a word would sound so good. It's called total acquittal. Total acquittal. So, I want to, uh, if I could real fast, just introduce a few of the people. I have to start with, uh, I have to start with Kevin. Man, did you do a job. Lucky you're there. Lucky you're there. Because it wouldn't have worked out. If you don't have the right people, I'll tell you, Kevin... McCarthy has done an incredible job. And he loves his job and he loves his country. Tell you what, Mitch and Kevin, they love what they do. Now, Mitch wouldn't even tell you he liked it. <laughs> Say, Mitch, do you like it? I don't know. Kevin will say, I love it, right? And I will say that uh, you're going to be Speaker of the House because of this impeachment. I really believe it. I really believe it. And I'm going to work hard on it. I'm going to try and get out to those Trump, those Trump areas that we won by a lot. And, you know, in 18 seats in North Carolina, two wonderful seats in North Carolina that were not supposed to be won, but I went and I made speeches and we had rallies and we did a great job and we won. We took two seats. Nobody writes about that. If we lost them, it would have been the biggest story of the year. But uh, we're going to go. We're going to do a job and we're going to win a lot of seats. Nancy Pelosi and all of these guys. I mean, Nadler, I know him much of my life. He's fought me in New York for 25 years. I always beat him. To beat him another time, and I'll probably have to beat him again because if they find that I happen to walk across the street, the light, or something, let's impeach him. So we'll probably have to do it again because these people have gone stone cold crazy. But I've beaten them all my life, and I'll beat them again if I have to. But what they're doing is very unfair. So Kevin McCarthy has been great. So if you forget, if you want, you can raise and I'll say, great, love to have you, wonderful. But we're going to do the best we can. And I have my cabinet, but my cabinet's different. I appoint them. Okay. I didn't see all of them helping so much. You know, they were running their, their various bureaucracies, right? Now, my cabinet is 
great, and they're all here. But today is the day to celebrate these great Wally fought hard for us. And so I'll start Kelly Armstrong, North Dakota. Kelly, thank you. Great job. Great job. Jim Banks of Indiana. Jim, thank you. Great job. Andy Biggs. Where's Andy? Boy, oh boy, Andy. He got... I hear we're doing well in Arizona, huh? It's going good, yeah? I think so. I think I saw a poll that was very good. For me, I think we have to make sure Martha's going to do. I think Martha's going to do good. But we have some states that are going to be not easy. But Arizona's been great. And we're stopping illegal aliens from coming in. We're putting up walls. New Mexico is totally in play. Right? Nevada's really looking good. We're, we're doing well. We're doing well. We're going to have a great... There's more spirit, I will say this. There's more spirit now for the Republican Party, by far, than the Democrats. You know, Mike Pence just got back from a place, a beautiful place, that Chuck Grassley knows. And he was talking about this fiasco, the Democrats. They can't count some simple votes, and yet they want to take over your health care system. Think of that. No, think of that. But... We also had an election out there, and we got 98% of the vote. We have two people running, you know, and I guess they consider them not. And one was a governor, one was a congressman. They're running. We got 98% of the vote. And everybody from the media was saying, who are those crowds over there? You know, they expect it to be one of these competitive where everybody's running because they want to win, they want to win. And it was Trump, right, Mark Meadows? It was Trump. This was a Trump crowd. And a lot of, actually, a lot of my guys went there. They went to Iowa. And a lot of friends went there. And we had the spirit for the Republican Party right now is stronger, I think, than it's ever been in the history of our country. I think it's stronger than it's ever been. And that includes honest Abe Lincoln. You know, a lot of people forget Abe Lincoln. I wish you were here. I'd give him one hell of an introduction. <laughs> but he was uh, Abe Lincoln, honest Abe. Bradley Byrne, Alabama. What a great place. Thank you, Bradley. A man who has been a, an unbelievable friend of mine and spokesman and somebody that that I really like, and I know, Kelly, you're going to end up liking him a lot. Something's going to happen. They figured it out yet. But Doug Collins, where is he? Where is Doug? You have been so great. Thank you very much, Doug. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Really amazing job. A young man who is born with a great gene, because I know his father and how great a politician he was, but uh, he's controversial, but actually he's not controversial. He's solid as a rock, and he's a friend of mine, Matt Gates. Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Great job. All right. This guy. So, he's the NCAA, meaning a couple of years ago when he was in college, wrestling champion. That means in all of college... You're the champ. You're the best. His record was ridiculous. Nobody would, nobody could beat him. And I see it. You know, every time I see it, when I first got to know him, Jim Jordan, when I first got to know Jim, I said, uh, uh, huh, he never wears a jacket. <laughs> what the hell's going on, buddy? <laughs> And they say where he works out, you know, with the congressmen, senators, they work out. They say when Jim works out, even though he's not as young as he was, but they, he works out, the machine starts burning. You know, it's just a different form of a workout than us. Right, Sonny? And but one day I'm looking, and he looks tough, and I'm looking, and I'm looking at those ears. And I say, those ears have something going on there. I said, did you ever wrestle? Yeah, I did. But he doesn't talk. But I checked. This guy was a world, this guy was a champion top, top wrestler. And when I had the top 
I had all of the teams. And by the way, uh, your Super Bowl champions are coming, I think, next week or soon, very soon. And they, every, the coach loves us. The coach is great, Andy Reid. And uh, every one of them want to be here. Uh, we have uh, people love it. But we had all of the NCAA championship teams here. They had the golf, the basketball. The, they had every team here. And one of the teams was wrestling. The wrestling team was at Penn State. Title, they have a great team. And I walked up with Jim, and it's like I didn't exist. <laughs> Those wrestlers, they grabbed him. They loved Jim Jordan, and we love you too, because you are some warrior. A woman who uh, became a star. We have a couple of women that became stars, you two. And uh, I always liked the name of her, you know, I liked the name, Lesko. I liked it. That's how I picked it. I liked the name. I saw that face. I saw that. Everything. They gave me cards. She had like seven opponents, right? And you have no idea how smart, how sharp you are. This I can't tell. I can't tell. They just said, you know, she's really good. She's really talented. And I said, let's go. We worked with her. She won her race. Tough race. It's no longer tough because what she does out there is, is incredible. Arizona loves her. But you were so incredible representing our country and getting it out of this impeachment hoax. What you did was incredible. So, Debbie, please stand up. Debbie, let's go. A man who I, I became very friendly with. I don't know why. Do you ever have where? I'll ask them their calls. Other people call. If they don't have information, they won't take anybody's call. But other people call. And you know, this is a guy. He just is just a very special guy. His wife, I actually like better than him, to be honest. <laughs> Because he doesn't know that I know that he didn't actually support me right from the beginning, but she did. <laughs> and on my worst day, right? On my worst day, my worst, I won't tell you this, she got on a bus. WNRI Winsocket, W236CW, W260DC. Well, Mark was back sort of semi-supporting another candidate.